This is the Monday, April 18th edition of the Daily Wager podcast. We've got you covered with some more NBA playoff action on the heels of the opening weekend. So sit back and enjoy. Welcome to the Daily Wager podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. I'm Doug Kazarian alongside this Monday by Tyler uh, with Tyler Fulgham. Yeah, Doug, a uh, good weekend of uh, NBA hoops. Got all eight first games in the first round completed. So we have now a little piece of data to look at to see how the rest of these series play out. And I'm uh, interested to see what we think about the uh, three games we'll see tonight. Yeah, injuries uh, certainly a variable, at least for the uh, Raptors and also the Mavericks. But let's start with the Golden State Warriors host of the Nuggets. Really dominant performance in game one. We had heard so much about how the big three for the Warriors had not been together for all but 11 minutes this year. And it really showed. Steph came off the bench, but still, I was uh, I was big on the Warriors going in. I'm still big on them. Um, any thoughts on this game? Yeah, I like the uh, Warriors offense to uh, continue to put up a lot of points. They scored 123 in game one. Their total for this game is 114 and a half. I would go over as Steph's minutes go up and, you know, those uh, that 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 top unit gets to play more minutes together. They should only become more efficient. It's really kind of attacking Denver's defense, which just has melted into nothing down the stretch. They had a 119.6 defensive rating the final 15 games of the regular season. That ranked 26th in the NBA over that time, but would have been dead last in the NBA over the course of the regular season by more than three points, worse than the Houston Rockets. And in game one, uh, it's a bad matchup because the Warriors have a great offense, but their defensive rating was 130.9, meaning the uh, Warriors were able to score 131 points per 100 possessions. So I think uh, with that defense melting, Probably guys getting tired on Denver. I like the uh, Warriors to score a bunch of points. And I will point out that one of my favorite props is Steph over three and a half made three-point field goals. Uh, He was three of six from downtown in game one, played just 21 minutes. Again, I expect the minutes to boost by about three or four, if not more in this matchup. But it's the price that I like. It's a plus 140 price on Steph to make four three-point field goals. How often are we going to get that? We're not, I'll tell you what, we're not going to get it again the rest of the postseason because he's going to keep playing more minutes and that uh, price is going to get a lot more expensive or the line's going to move up to four and a half or five and a half three-point field goals. So uh, I know Clay has been on fire from deep and I like his prop as well from uh, downtown, but he's a minus 135 price. It's just the plus price on Curry uh, and anticipating him to uh, ramp up his production here as we go deeper into the postseason. Yeah, Clay's my favorite prop. In this game, over three and a half minus a buck 35, as you just said, um, he's had at least five in four straight games going back to the regular season. So I think he's just going to keep firing. Uh, don't don't fault you at all for the Steph prop. Uh, in terms of a side, I would lean Warriors, but I don't want to lay the full seven. Steve Kerr talked about it, said game two after a convincing game one win is very, very difficult. So I'm expecting a slow start by Golden State. Then I can jump in live wagering maybe. So that's what I'm anticipating. Let's go to Philly. Uh, Raptors and Sixers, no Scotty Barnes, not going to play tonight. We're not sure about Gary Trent Jr. or Thaddeus Young as well. Sixers so dominant. I don't think Toronto can really hang. They don't have anyone to guard and beat. And if Scotty Barnes is out, this is going to be a tough call, but I don't want to lay the seven and a half either. Yeah, this one's hard for me to handicap as well with the way the Raptors uh, rotation is going to change with these injuries. 
I'm looking at the under or um, maybe the Sixers or Raptors team total under. Um, it's scary to take the Sixers team total under because they scored 131 points in game one. But you have to think there's some negative regression coming for Tyrese Maxey and Tobias Harris, who combined for almost 60 points. Now, that's going to be offset a little bit by the positive regression for Joel Embiid, who only scored 19 points. But Philadelphia had the highest true shooting percentage and the lowest turnover rate of any team in the first eight games. So you'll, again, expect some regression there. And what I found shocking is it was the Raptors and Sixers that had the slowest pace of any of the eight first round games. They were even slower paced than the jazz and the Dallas Mavericks. So that kind of shocked me. And it was just wildly efficient shooting and scoring from both teams, Philadelphia, especially. So I'm kind of trying to play for some regression there. I'm looking at an under, don't know if I'm going to play the, you know, one side under or just the game total under, but I really do think given that pace that we saw in game one, uh, this is going to be a slow methodical uh, series and the, the, the hot shooting for both teams, Philadelphia, especially should have some regression. Okay. Um, I, my favorite play of the day is a money line parlay with Philly and golden state. Look, you're looking at about minus a buck 20. So uh, I just, I just think it's a strong play. I don't think either team's going to lose theirs. For the third game on the day is Utah at Dallas. Value and effort by the Mavericks. Cut it to one with about two minutes to go. Then the Jazz answered. Royce O'Neal hit the big three, and then they held on uh, down the stretch. Looks like no Luka again today. I, I just can't get involved. I would go under 205 and a half, if anything, on this game. But I don't even love that. But I think Dallas' is his only chance is to kind of muck it up like they did game one. Same. I would uh, play under as my favorite uh, bet, and I would even dabble with the Mavs plus the five and a half. Again, you know, it was a it was a barely a, a half point cover for the Jazz in Game One. Mavs are obviously more desperate in this game, and they didn't shoot the ball well. But again, we're not expecting teams to shoot well in this particular series uh, because we're expecting a lot of under games, and the total reflects that. But Dallas. 30, 11, and one to the under at home this season with those playoffs included. They're the slowest paced team in the NBA. Utah was 22nd in pace this season, so they'll gladly, you know, buck it up and play a, a slow paced game. You saw the first uh, game combined for 182 points. And uh, I do think there'll be a little bit of positive regression for Spencer Dinwiddie as far as his shooting. I mean, he shot 40% from the field and 62% from the free throw line, still scored 22 points, and his point prop is 21 and a half. I don't love doing this, but I would go over, even though I'm expecting an under game, just because Dinwiddie and Brunson, that is all they have offensively. And those two guys are going to get between them somewhere between 35 and 40 shots. And Dinwiddie cleared this in the last game, despite being woefully inefficient. So again, I just expect them to, to take the you know, 60, 70% of the field goal attempts for this team. And even though I expect it to be an under game, so much of the usage lost with Luca is going to go to both Brunson and Dinwiddie. Uh, Brunson's prop is 22 and a half. Dinwiddie's 21 and a half. So I'll just go with the uh, the uh, lower threshold to clear there. But uh, again, this is not a game I necessarily love. Like I said, the under is probably just uh, a trend I'm going to keep riding as long as Dallas is alive in this postseason. Yeah, it's a tough situation uh, with the injury to Luca. Uh, I should mention in the Sixers game, I do like Maxi over two and a half made threes. He's just a machine. He's been playing great. I have to keep firing. But again, the money line parlay is my favorite. Uh, you have some baseball for the people before we let him go. Yeah, the Phillies are in Coors Field. Um, taking on Chad Cool, who is uh, uh, not necessarily a starter that can go, you know, six, seven innings. So they might turn it over to the bullpen early. 
And this one, I'm going to play the Phillies over six and a half runs at plus 105 in his career at Coors Field. Cool, who you know mostly from his time pitching with the Pirates, has a 6.1 ERA and a 1.742 whip. That's you know a small sample of 10 and a third innings, but uh, this is obviously a park that is not conducive to success for pitchers. And Cool is not a guy that we um, look at who has this great dynamic stuff that will play anywhere. Another trend I've noticed early in the season, Doug, are our Baltimore Orioles. Have yet to go over a total this season. Correct. They're 8-0-1 they're to the under uh, this year, and they're taking on the Oakland A's in Oakland. Now, that's a pitcher's park. It is big, so sometimes balls can find the gaps. But these are two offenses, especially Baltimore, uh, that we don't have a lot of uh, confidence in. Frankie Montas is pitching for the A's, and he is their best starter. So we have a good pitcher on the bump for Oakland. Seven and a half is a low threshold, but again, I'll just – keep riding this trend until we do see it over. It will happen, but uh, why not uh, keep going and see if Baltimore can keep it alive and uh, make it their first 10 games all going under or uh, tying or pushing uh, as far as the total this season. And then there's one other game that I have some interest in uh, pirates run line. So they'll be plus one and a half as the underdog at Milwaukee. It's a minus minus one thirty price, but I'm interested in the pirates plus one and a half. Uh, at Milwaukee because the Brewers have the worst run line record in Major League Baseball this season. Uh, they've just covered two of the 10 games they've played thus far on the run line. They're two and eight uh, with that uh, record there. And you know, Pittsburgh's not good, but it's early in the season. So, you know, right now they're kind of just playing with house money. They'll eventually fade into a 100 loss team. But I think right now, early enough in the season, uh, they can at least maybe steal a win out right here or, or, or lose this game by just one run and uh, cash your bet there. But uh, those are the three games I'm looking at in Major League Baseball tonight. Okay, good stuff. As always, we are on 6 Eastern on ESPN2 later today and also throughout the week, so hope everyone joins us then. 